Podcaster today with Andy Brownell and Tom Ostrom on News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. Welcome to Rochester today. It's already Tuesday. Tom Ostrom's here. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Andrew. Glad to hear from you again. I guess we'll try <laughs> to get things get things rolling right away with the mailbag. Okay. Uh, this from Phil. Trump had a wonderful rally in Alaska Saturday night. He laid out very positive state of the nation uh, issues that his administration created and he will do if he's back in office. And then he pointed out in detail how Biden's actions are destroying the nation. Uh, with all the negatives going on right now, the rally gave me hope. I think he's running. The Democrats have not uh, terminated their attempts to destroy Trump. The Democrats could never campaign uh, in 24 uh, against what Trump laid out last night. So it's personal destruction for them. That's their goal. And then uh, from Rose, she says that uh, you and Andy seem reticent to discuss the abortion issue, but if you'll allow, I will. From the information I have, more female babies are aborted than male babies and most of the female babies are black. Now, why aren't women's groups uh, and, uh, and uh, civil rights groups up in arms about that? It's a good question. I don't have an answer. Okay, uh, she finds us reticent to discuss the issue. And I am because, because uh, to many people, it's a religious uh, uh, dogma. And, and I think if we discuss it, people will think we're pushing our religion on people. And, uh, and I, I really think, Andy, it's more the place of women to discuss it. But uh, anyway, we're happy to pass on Rose's ideas. What do you think? I'm not going to disagree with her. I am reticent to discuss it because I don't know of any real solution to this issue. You have half the country feeling one way and you have half the country feeling the other way. And yeah. uh, and the courts have made their decisions. What I say will have no impact on the courts. I don't think it will have any impact on the election. Um, I think this and will by, become a by key secondary issue mm -hmm. in this next election. But I, you know, the that's what it is now. It's become an election issue instead of a legal issue. Right, and and Biden thinks by an executive order he can make it a national mandate anyway. Uh, they just want to defy the court. And their White House press secretary and Biden and Democrats are perfectly in favor uh, when a mob chased uh, Kavanaugh, Justice Kavanaugh, out of a restaurant. They're perfectly happy with that. And I say, Andy, the, the Democrats love the mob and they're using it. And I hope when Republicans get in, they impeach that useless attorney general who should be enforcing federal law and protection of justices. But uh, it goes on. Uh, hey, you're, I'll you're, be quiet about that. <laughs> that before I put something else. Well, I was just going to say, you didn't seem at all reticent about discussing that part of the issue. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like the term reticent. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I don't think we've ever used that term in the show before. But I, no. I don't, I don't disagree with Rose on, on her. No, I don't either. Uh, and, I don't either. And, and, and also you pointed out the religious aspect of it and that those of us who believe in a higher power, that is for that higher power to pass judgment on the people who choose that path but that's right but okay. our articulate listeners uh i love the word reticence i'm gonna have to <laughs> try to use that more often 
uh, th uh, this from Criticus. Uh, he gave me the lengthy article on the uh, Somali uh, booing uh, of, of, uh, of, of Representative uh, Omar. And uh, he gave me a lengthy article on, on the incident. And he said, we can only hope this continues. Omar is a fraud and the Muslim community is finding that out. But will it be enough to defeat the corrupt machine that she has created? And the article he sent me um, is, uh, is extensive. Uh, 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 and I think it's from Alpha News, but it quotes why Somalis who've been asked by the press uh, uh, dismissed Omar and answers uh, like this. Um, we in the Somali community were the backbone for her coming to Congress, but she does not share our values, religious or political. And, uh, and we don't like her lack of moral uh, codes. And she's divided us based on, these are different people that responded. And she's divided us based on clans, something we're trying to recover from. And, uh, and uh, those who are elected to her to Congress, uh, we need uh, basic things like education and housing. Uh, and uh, she's busy with uh, the left-wing Democrat agenda and not tending to that or to the reasons we, dis uh, we, we elected her. And then another Somali said, she's a disgrace not only to the Somali community, but to the entire East African community who put her in office. Uh, she's got to go. And uh, and then Alpha News contacted Representative Omar Andy uh, for her answers to those uh, statements, and they did not get a response as of yet. So that's that issue. Have we got time for another mailbag? We sure do. Okay. This from Karen. You know, I've been saying I didn't know what the Coast Guard Academy was doing in the woke field, and I hadn't read that they were woke yet. But Karen did my research for me. And uh, she found a, a, a 2022 article, uh, uh, or no, she sent this to me there. She sent me a, yeah, yeah, it's a 2022 article, right? Uh, now the Coast Guard has a new commandant, I was right about that. Uh, Admiral Linda Fagan and uh, and uh, uh, Karen included that. Uh, uh, no statements on what uh, Admiral Fagan said, but because she's a woman, I will stereotype her and assume that she's probably probably woke. But she oh. sent me an article about the previous commandant uh, who indeed did utter woke phrases and saying uh, we have to have a Coast Guard that looks like uh, America. And he was fully in favor of wokeness, and he denied that the the academies were woke, uh, that they were just trying to have uh, social justice uh, in that sense. But an interesting statistic, the enlisted ranks do meet the standards of the percentages of ethnic groups in America and in the service. It's the officer ranks that are deficient uh, in minority groups. And then that'll get into why and the difficult tests that people have to make and take to get into the military academies and if, if minorities are trying to pass those tests why can't they so that's where it's deficient but karen did my research for me and that's the status of the coast guard and that's the mailbag all right that is the mailbag we will return with more of rochester today with tom ostrom and myself andy brownell after this quick break on news talk 1340 carol am and 96.9 FM. Security Technology Protect. With Andy Brownell and Tom Ostrom on News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Rochester Today. 
Uh, Tom, Rose mentioned that we were reticent on to discuss the abortion issue, but I was going to bring up the abortion issue uh, just along these lines. Uh, Ramsey County judge yesterday issued a ruling that struck down the abortion, well, most, I can't say all, but some of the key abortion restrictions that have been enacted in the state of Minnesota in recent years. That includes Mm. the 24-hour waiting period, uh, the notification of both parents in the case of a minor seeking an abortion. Um, I think there were some others. I can't remember right off the top of my head. And the judge, rather than follow the path that many do, make their ruling pending appeal, this judge imposed the rules or his ruling immediately, which means um, right now uh, those restrictions that have been enacted by the state legislature over the last 10 years uh, are null and void and cannot be enforced. Oh, I know one of the other ones was um, if the abortion is performed past the first trimester, it must be done in a hospital and that abortions must be done by doctors. I think that were the main ones. But I know those on the pro-life side of the equation uh, fought long and hard to get those uh, restrictions put in place, and I'm certain they're not very happy with this. But on the other side of the coin, you have those who um, see Minnesota as one of the last bastions of abortion rights are cheering this, this ruling on. Um, and it was based upon the Supreme Court ruling, state Supreme Court ruling, that uh, found that Minnesota's constitution does guarantee a right to the access to abortion. So that may elevate this issue up the ladder a bit when it comes to this coming fall's election for the state legislature and the governor. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. You weren't reticent about that issue, were you? <laughs> 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 Very right. interesting. What else do you well, have for us, Tom? Andy, will that be challenged at a higher court level? I imagine it will be, but whether or not any court hears that before the fall elections, um, probably not. I mean, it's we're in mid-July already. So mm-hmm. you might have somebody seek an emergency injunction, but I, I couldn't guess as to whether or not that would be successful. Okay. Okay, okay, what else do you have for us? Well, it, interesting. You know, uh, we admire the uh, the law enforcement personnel uh, and the firefighters of our nation, and uh, they're brave and courageous people. And so are the paramedics, the people that drive those ambulances and service people in need. And I know from personal experience in the last few years about with my wife, how we've been served so well by them. And they're very interesting people. When you talk to the paramedics, they're smart, uh, they're well-educated, they, they've mastered difficult subject matters, and, and their responsibilities are, are enormous. And uh, they often uh, join up with the police department, but say the Minneapolis police has about 80 officers on duty now, and, uh, and, and they, they're very busy with calls. And the paramedics uh, in Hennepin County uh, there are about 150 of them, and they have thousands of calls every year. And uh, and they're not just people in auto accidents or heart trouble or births, but often people on drugs, people on narcotics, and they're feisty and they're dangerous. And they often get called into shooting zones, and they can't go in till the police join them. And I read an article uh, with with uh, with, uh, with Alpha News 
and they talked to some uh, paramedics, emergency medical personnel uh, on those ambulances, men and women who are exhausted and who are um, brave, but uh, uh, intimidated and, and, uh, and the and their bosses are having a hard time keeping some of them in the service because uh, they're they're very dangerous situations. But they want to serve. But as one of one young lady said, I want to serve, but I don't like being threatened. I don't like it when my life's in danger, and I can't serve people if if that continues. The, the hostility we meet, and a lot of people don't respect what we do, and we don't have weapons. We got a radio, we got a flashlight, and that's it. So we do take our hats off to the the uh, ambulance personnel and and uh, and have to put the spotlight on their challenges too, as well as our brave firefighters and police officers. I absolutely, one hundred percent agree with you, Tom. Of uh, that incident over the Fourth of July, where the seven people were shot on Boom Island, there were stories that you know there weren't enough police available initially in the response, and you had people who were critically wounded in the shooting and paramedics were on the scene while police were tr- still trying to secure the area. And people in the crowd were firing fireworks at the paramedics as they were trying to save the lives of these people who had been shot. And I, I, mm. I, 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 I'm almost speechless when I hear that. Yeah. 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 What in the, is going on in somebody's mind that, that that would be what they get, their kicks out of yeah. that's considered some sort of sport or fun i yeah so you're right everything you described is correct they they put themselves into very very dangerous situations quite commonly yeah wow andy you had you had a very interesting article on the kroc news website uh uh, I respect, as you do, uh, bus drivers, whether city or uh, coach bus drivers and, uh, and and a variety of uh, skilled people that are in those professions, the school bus drivers. Uh, and you had a fascinating article about Rochester's public transit's first electric buses. Uh, they're 60 feet long, according to your uh, article. Now, that's uh, that's almost the length of a Coast Guard cutter, of a Coast Guard cutter <laughs> 65 feet uh, it's called the Cutter Ocean, but you've had a fascinating article about it and how much they cost. My gosh, uh, each bus costs about over a million dollars, and 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 of course they go about 150 miles, but they got to be charged, and that takes several hours. And uh, you know, and the route will be from IBM to St. Mary's to downtown transit center to the fairgrounds, and the buses are beautiful looking. But I wonder how in the world. Can they make a profit when they're that expensive? And how can they be functional when they take that long to charge? As impressive as I am with the article, unless I got something wrong. But I no. thought it was interesting and a great photograph. What do you think? I, there are a lot of questions about whether this is feasible or not in our climate. Um, the 150-mile range is based upon a, a certain temperature and a certain grade uh, of streets, you know, as far as hills are concerned, and granted the route that this bus is being used on, uh, not a lot of steep hills, so that that's one factor. But Duluth had a lot of problems uh, with their electric buses in the winter time because the efficiency of the batteries degrade significantly in severe cold, and you also have to be able to heat the buses off of those batteries, and it 
drastically reduced the range. It was nowhere near 150 miles an hour, or miles uh, per charge, sorry. <laughs> You're not going to go 150 miles per hour in one of those buses either for that. Yeah. But um, So Duluth had to park those their electric buses during the winter months because they were essentially useless because uh-huh. they required charging way too often. Now, whether or not our climate compared to Duluth's climate, Duluth is significantly colder in the winter than we are. Although we have our days that are just as cold or colder than Duluth's winter. And whether or not these buses will be operable on those really cold days is uh, a real big question mark. And as far as the cost is concerned, Tom, they're not, there's no way they'll ever take in enough to pay for these. This is, this is a direct federal government subsidy that is allowing this to happen. But that is also the case with the diesel buses. Okay. They also get federal well, I, funding to purchase those uh, buses as well. Okay. So we'll, we'll find out after this winter. I'm sure in the summertime, well, you got to run the air conditioning in the summer off those batteries too. So in extreme heat and extreme cold, uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. That's, oh, that's right. Wisconsin and you know a lot of states are still concerned about that election and people have been intimidated into saying uh, there was fraud, but not enough to, uh, uh, to, to lose the election for Trump. But I don't know how they know that. They never have figures when they say that. But, uh, but the point is states are acting to go after what they think the problems were. And among them, Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin uh, just uh, and their Supreme Court uh, okayed it. Uh, they have outlawed the ballot boxes. Uh, it was ripe with issues and problems there. So Wisconsin has outlawed that. And some counties in Arizona and even Wisconsin, Langley County in Wisconsin, uh, have said they don't buy the election results. They think there was enough fraud uh, to, to have cost uh, Trump the election. But uh, but states are acting whether they want to say how serious it was or not. And that, that was done by the Wisconsin Supreme Court because the governor in Wisconsin would have the exact opposite viewpoint, I believe. And and one more mail, uh, one more Minnesota item. Have we got time for it? Oh, very quickly. Okay. Dewana Witt is a Hennepin County Sheriff candidate, and she says she will not cooperate with federal law enforcement uh, on various things, ICE and others on immigration. So uh, defying the law uh, is a, seems to be a, re, a Democrat trait, and that's it. She was, um, I read an article about her, and uh, she was in charge of jail program, I believe, where they initially started this in, is it Ramsey or is it Hennepin County? I cannot remember which one, but. Hennepin County. Hennepin, but she did say that if the feds come in with a warrant, then of course she would cooperate in, the, in, the, in those circumstances. We do have to take our break. We're running a little bit late to get to the newsroom. Uh, We'll do that right now, and we will return. Tom Ostrom, I'm Andy Brownell, and we'll be back on Rochester's, on Rochester Today, on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Dave Williams hesitated on getting the COVID. Rochester Today on News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Tom, this is where we usually switch over to domestic affairs, national news. What do you want to start with? Christopher Ray, the FBI director, uh, uh, Jim Hoft of Gateway Pundit, has a headline on his article, and it says this, Deep State Dirtbag Chris Ray takes a short break from persecuting Trump supporters and raiding their homes to comment on communist China. And uh, under... uh, And and, uh, Ray has recently spoken out about the dangers and threat that China poses. So 
people are happy with them finally those of us on the conservative side of the spectrum and uh, and uh, he's uh, he's speaking out on China's aggressiveness and on their spying uh, on Americans and uh, uh, even using Chinese people whether they're citizens or agents uh, uh, who are trying to discredit and intimidate anybody that criticizes China in the press here and uh, so uh, Raid in the F- Ray and the FBI haven't talked about the operatives and everything here, but he's warned us about China's activities against the United States, which is refreshing. As 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 Hunter Biden and Joe hide the information about the money they've made from China, okay. and Joe Biden, by the way, is capitulating to China. Might even uh, suspend the tariffs. But anyway, I thought that was interesting by Ray that he would say that. Well, they the Justice Department last week. Uh, announced that there was an indictment handed down in Brooklyn, New York, and a Minnesota man was named in this indictment. It was a nationwide conspiracy to do just what you mentioned, Tom, uh, harass, intimidate, and attempt to silence uh, critics of the Chinese government here in the United States. And the Minnesota man who works for the Department of Homeland Security, the feds, Was accused of using, uh, you know, of obtaining sensitive and confidential data about these critics of the People's Republic of China out of a federal database and then giving it to these others who are actually carrying out the acts of intimidation and harassment. And uh, I would, yeah, I was flabbergasted that, number one, this was the kind of thing happening in our country. Uh, number two, that it was so easy to uh, allegedly get somebody who works for the Department of Homeland Security to turn like that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what the incentive was, but I'm sure that'll come out in time. Right. And he was an employee of the DHS. And he and, and there's another former employee of the DHS that was in on this, too. So you wonder what they're thinking. And you wonder, you know, I, I think most of the people they were going after were uh, Chinese nationals who now reside in the United States, right? But or the people, you, but the people you've mentioned have Caucasian names, so not all are are of China ethnicity. Not or, in the or indictment. No, I was thinking about, I'm thinking about the victims of the harassment and intimidation. Most of those right. that I'm aware of were Chinese nationals, but they're that's Chinese I, Americans. Yeah, yeah Chinese Americans. But uh, there's no way to know if that's entirely the case perhaps perhaps even tom ostrom could have been a target of this intimidation maybe but you're (laughs) right the targets are chinese americans uh who have criticized china yeah and then uh the federal banking system says that hunter biden has had over 150 red flags raised by banks on his dealings that's very unusual uh, and so Republicans are trying to get in on this uh, and find out more about Hunter Biden. But the Treasury Department is accused by Republicans of stonewalling lawmakers uh, who are looking into Biden. And there was, I guess, there's a jury somewhere that uh, uh, may indict Hunter Biden. But but uh, but the Treasury Department uh, and the Treasury Secretary. Uh, aren't cooperating with giving information about that. And they're supposed to turn over to Congress the red flag incidents of banking, but they're not doing it. So what impresses me or surprises me is the number of people 
uh, in government that protect Biden and Hunter and their incompetence and what I think is their, uh, well, let's just say allegedly uh, uh, criminal activities or illegal activities in my mind from what I read. But the number of people that want to protect them uh, astounds me. He, what, 50 years in the U.S. Senate, served as vice president, um, now obviously holds the highest office in the land. You're going to have a lot of people who uh, who uh, are going to line up behind you and back you no matter what. Just the amount of power you would wield in that position. But I have read, too, that as the grumblings continue to grow... Uh, as to whether Biden should be the candidate for the Democrats in 2024, no one has really stepped forward to say, yeah, I'm ready to challenge him. They're, at this point at least, uh, still solidly backing his supposed plans from to run for re-election, despite being nearly 80 years old. And, uh, of course, with his approval ratings down into the low 30s. So his political machinery must be uh, pretty... Uh, Pretty substantial, let's put it that way. Right. Maybe they're blocking this information just to hide it from voters uh, to to protect all Democrats in the next election. I don't know. But was it Secretary of Defense? Was his name Gates? This is off the top of my head. And Gates had been in the Obama administration, I think. And uh, uh, was he the Bush administration, too? Anyway, uh, he said that uh, he's known Biden for 40 years and Biden has been wrong on every foreign policy issue in that time frame. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. And uh, you mentioned this the other day, Andy, so I I looked into it more. Uh, The Los Angeles Unified School District uh, teachers uh, are taught that merit is racist and academic standards are racist. and and it's, it's I, you just wonder what's wrong with educators now and, and and what they think and what they believe and what they insist on and it uh, are, are are there education professors that have them so warped uh, the logic the psychology of of standards and of teaching people uh, uh, academic depth about their nation and mathematics and science and history and uh, who are these people that have such stupid ideas and they're usually <laughs> trying to protect blacks from it and that's an insult to black students they they have the same potential as any others people it's going to drive more people away from the public schools if this continues this trend continues that parents know that this is silliness <laughs> you you have to be able to measure academic achievement there has to be some way to gauge how well a student is doing in order to see if they've mastered anything that they need to be a thriving adult and if you're going to uh, I, I i i i'm speechless i guess <laughs> i i i i, I it's so, the same thing when when the <laughs> financial crisis hit in the late 2000s and lehman brothers went down over their insane bets in the financial markets i couldn't imagine that there wasn't at least one person in that boardroom willing to raise up their hand and say guys this is really stupid what you're doing is insane and and it surprises me every single time that you see these educational institutions do this as well that there isn't somebody there at least to moderate this a bit and go it's probably not a really good idea this path you're going down here 
it it reinforces Eisen, President Eisenhower's admonition in his farewell address. Um, beware of the so-called experts, whether yeah. in, in uh, academia or in uh, science, that if they're getting funded by the federal government, they have agendas. And they're not necessarily experts uh, and honest uh, analysts. They're, they're, they're people with agendas. Uh, that part of Ike's farewell address is not often covered. Uh, his his, his uh, warnings about the military-industrial complex are, but not that part. And if you and if you somehow have this illusion in your mind that you're somehow helping these children, you're. I would just say you have deluded yourself uh, at that point. Uh, you're you're setting you're setting all of these children up for failure because once they get into adulthood and start hopefully becoming productive adults, these very tools that they're going to need to survive they will lack, and uh, and part of that is the judgment of others and that would be based on your performance and if you're brought up with there is no <laughs> there's no measurable expectation that somehow everything is a success they ain't gonna fly no but but even the uh, so-called ivy league elite schools uh to accommodate uh, these uh, uh diminishing standards some are not requiring uh, entrance exams anymore and a lot of colleges say we're not going to do the SAT tests anymore because uh, the results uh, disappoint them with their agendas. We've got a couple more minutes for national news. Anything else you want to cover, Tom? This from Breitbart. A top oversight Republican committee is demanding testimony documents from Biden officials on the oil reserve sale to Hunter Link China's Chinese firm. Uh, you know, Biden is selling oil to China, our, our uh, strategic reserve oil, and uh, and uh, and recent uh, uh, benefits to China and and Biden's policies uh, include oil to uh, to a company that. Hunter Biden was linked to a Chinese Communist Party run firm that gave him lots of money. And the House Oversight Reform Ranking Command, uh, member James Comer uh, from Kentucky said that uh, when Republicans take over the House, they're going to investigate reports that Joe Biden, President Biden, sold nearly one million barrels from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to a Chinese state owned gas company that has ties. Uh, to an equity firm founded by Hunter Biden and has given that, that firm money. So it just, uh, you wonder uh, where all this stuff ends. But, but meanwhile, Democrats want to uh, interview uh, Trump's advisors and Trump's children. There are no other children. I saw that uh, Bannon, uh, Steve Bannon, is now willing to testify before the January 6th committee that the Justice Department is declaring it a stunt because he's set to go to trial, I think, next week on contempt of Congress charges. And I, and I have no idea what to make of this. Um, but apparently he is in negotiations with the January 6th committee and may actually appear. And he apparently has Donald Trump's permission or blessings to go ahead and testify. Uh, what form that testimony might be is unknown at this point, but that's kind of interesting as well. It is, 
But I think Trump trusts Bannon and Bannon's websites and columns and interviews are vehemently anti-January 6th committee. Uh, and and I think he thinks he can speak up uh, despite the questions they ask and defend uh, Trump and the January 6th issues. Uh, I hope he realizes that what the Democrats do then, if you cause trouble, uh, they will film the uh, interview. They won't do it live. Uh, and then they take the transcripts and edit it uh, to their advantage and then release that to the press. If Because uh, I think Bannon's going to answer questions the way he wants to, and it won't last long if he can uh, be in public at all. That's what I think uh, is the deal. And my, I, I don't have a high opinion of Bannon, so I think um, he tends to be more trouble than he's worth. Let's put it that way. When he gets involved with any any part of a well, he public policy, he was a Trump advisor, and he can claim he has claimed executive privilege because he was a close campaign uh, advisor to to Trump, and that uh, and Trump has given him this latitude. But I know, we'll and, see what happens. And I think he gave you know based on the information I know. And based on what I read, I think he's given the former president some bad advice over the years. Oh, a lot of them did. A lot of his advisors did. And he didn't pick good advisors. All right. Well, actually, we do have to take our break, Tom. We'll uh, uh, come back and try to cover some of, I guess, international news in our final minutes of today's <laughs> okay. program on Rochester Today. Tom Ostrom's here. Okay. I'm Andy Brownell, and it's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. This is the Family Service Rochester Mental Day with Andy Brownell and Tom Ostrom on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Rochester Today continues on this Tuesday. Tom, what do you have for us uh, as far as national or international news? Well, uh, I never forget how the Germans and their arrogance, when Trump was president, the president went over there and talked to Merkel and some other German leaders, and they laughed in his face. They insulted him. They thought he was a moron uh, when, he, when he warned them about the, the dangers of German dependence on Russian energy, and they laughed at him. Well, now the German government is scrambling because uh, Russia has now cut down that oil supply line into Germany on uh, saying it needs to be inspected uh, and that and the German government is worried about their gas supply, their their oil supply uh, and Russia has reduced its energy uh, uh, supplies to, to Germany and other Western nations and, uh, and the Germans fear disruption of their economy. Uh, they're wanting wood uh, stoves and, and coal now to and they've disbanded their their nuclear power. And uh, anyway, Trump was right about that too. And, and uh, his warnings fell on deaf ears. And now the Germans are scrambling. And I think they have plenty to worry about. Uh, if the way things are going in Ukraine, and it seems as if it seems as if they're at a stalemate. Um, yes, the Russians are using artillery pieces to bombard the Ukrainian positions. Uh, we're sending sophisticated artillery pieces to the Ukrainians to hit Russian positions. And whether or not we see, I, I don't foresee any major change in the landscape of the actual war itself coming up. And if we get to the winter months and Putin wants to uh, put pressure on the Europeans, he could just shut off that spigot. And in the middle of winter, the people are going to be, well... They're going to be in bad shape. It's not yeah. as if uh, 
these countries are especially warm in the winter months. They, they don't have a Minnesota winter, that's for sure. But you still yeah. need to heat your homes. And that's the political right. pressure that would be brought to bear on the leaders of both France and Germany and some of the other NATO countries in Western Europe uh, could break apart the current alliance that we have that has put this war in the situation where it is. Uh, we can't let Putin win and Putin can't allow himself to lose. Well, there's a stalemate. And, yeah. and uh, the United States and, and NATO nations say we'll aid Zelensky as long as it takes. Uh, but that means stalemate. They're not saying until he wins because that means confronting Russia more. They're saying as long as it takes. And you're right, it's a stalemate. Infrastructure's being destroyed. Russia's making advances. And a Lieutenant Colonel McGregor on Fox News months ago said this is what would happen. And Fox got mad at him and the Pentagon correspondent bawled him out for being so stupid and hurting Ukrainian morale. And Zelensky now has taken over all the television stations and put them under government control. Uh, and there are people deserting in the Ukrainian forces. These things aren't being covered. And so it is a stalemate. And I think that's how it'll end up. And it'll be a, a terrible tragedy. A lot of lives will be lost. A lot of resources completely destroyed. A lot of uh, are. Yeah. But I don't know what, you know, the way out, obviously, is what you and I have been saying all along. There's going to, there's going to be a political solution to this at some point or another. Even if it goes on for three years, at some point, unless Putin deploys nuclear weapons and destroys the country he's trying to take over and uh, possibly yeah. creates and, the potential for World War III. The Ukrainians I, yeah, have been marvelously. The only other way out of yeah, this is to sit down and negotiate. Successful. They've been successful, but these nice advanced weapons they're being sent take a long time to learn. Uh, and then they want more. So uh, you don't know. Uh, a stalemate means Russia will occupy some Ukrainian territory, right. and, and Zelensky just says he won't allow that. More and more reminiscent now of World War One than anything else, where trench warfare, the stalemate of uh, in Europe. But Tom, we we got to scramble and get out of here. I can't believe it. I just looked at the clock. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> okay, we'll I have to chat again <laughs> on Thursday. Continue this. Tom Ostrom, thank you so much. Oh, you bet, Andy. My pleasure. It is Rochester Today on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Rochester's News Talk, 1340.